Welcome, everyone, to another Blaney's podcast. And once again, we are pleased and excited to be broadcasting from the beautiful Spence Thomas Studios in downtown Toronto. Blaney McMurtry is a 125 lawyer firm located in downtown Toronto. And we do a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And I am extremely pleased. And it is my great pleasure to introduce my managing partner, Maria Scarfo. Good afternoon, Maria. Thank you very much, Lou, for inviting me today. Uh, it is indeed my pleasure, and uh, it's very apropos that we have you here today because one of the controversial issues that has been surrounding and floating around the law profession is the issues of women in law and why women in law don't stay in the profession, or at least in private practice, for as long as men do. Do you have an understanding as to why that is? I have an understanding of why that is just based on my experience of having been at our firm for 30 years. I do notice that women approach things differently than men do. And generally speaking, women do like to be perfectionists in everything they take care of, and that can be their home, relationships, motherhood. And as a result, what tends to happen at the workplace, if they feel that they cannot uh, have an absolute perfect result, they tend to look for alternative employment. They take themselves out of the situation when it isn't even necessary to do that. But that's always been my observation. So how do we keep women from leaving private practice? What can we do to motivate them to stay uh, in, in a practice where they started alongside men? I think that discussing the issue has become of critical importance in trying to understand each other better because there are solutions to this problem if women understand that they are extremely valuable in the organization and there are ways to improve situations so that it's satisfactory for everyone. But until recently, we haven't really uh, thought about why it is that private practice may not be attractive to uh, as many women as it is to men. Now, Maria, you're involved in the recruitment process and uh, at, at many different stages. Uh, isn't it true that it's about 50-50 as to the amount of men and women who start as, as, as students and, and young lawyers? That's certainly our experience, both with summer students, articling students, and associates. And then it changes as, uh, as the years go by for a lawyer, and more women than men tend to leave private practice at our firm. And when we get to the equity partner, and I'm not going to ask you specifically about Blaney McMurtry, but generally speaking, what's the breakdown between men and women at the senior partner level? My understanding is that generally equity partnership, you would have about 20% women and uh, 80% men. Now, that's a significant drop-off, isn't it? It is. And so it's, it's one of your jobs, I guess, is to find some way of keeping our very talented women from leaving private practice. It is because women are excellent lawyers and they, they bring uh, special skills and we need to encourage women to stay because our clients need more women in the profession. And uh, women um, lawyers, they go into industry. As a result, our, our clients tend to have quite a few women uh, in leadership roles and it, at their workplace. And I think they do crave having more female lawyers available to do their work. 
the fact that not only are you a woman in law that has reached a senior partner position, but also the managing partner of Blaney McMurtry, that is a very unique kind of situation. Are there many women who are managing partners of large downtown law firms? No, there are only a few at present, uh, but I do believe that number will grow as it is in other areas, other businesses. I think that um, uh, the work workplaces appreciate that uh, women are very valuable in leadership roles, and I think that law will catch up. And the more women uh, you see in leadership roles at law firms, then other law firms will be more comfortable having uh, the same situation. Now, they say that lawyers are probably more ego-driven than any other professional. What's it like to be the managing partner of 125 egos that uh, that exist at Blaney McMurtry? Uh, well, I, I try to look behind the ego. I, I've always uh, noticed that if, if someone is uh, portraying more ego than I'd like to see, that there's usually a reason. So through listening and getting to know people, I can usually figure out what, what the issue is. Usually it's an insecurity or it's a problem. And through communication, I tend to get to know my team members and then it's easy to have conversations. So I don't think lawyers are quite as bad as uh, we think they are. <laughs> I think you're probably right about that. Now, there must be something special about Blaney McMurtry for there to be the environment of the, for you to become the, uh, the managing partner. Is there something special about this firm? Oh, I, I definitely think there is. I, I think it's a place of respect and integrity. And I certainly did not feel that I was appointed as our managing partner because I am a woman. I think it's because we are a close-knit partnership and uh, that we we just uh, respect each other and each other's skills. And as a result, we're accepting of having the right person in the right position at any given time. It, it's simply not a firm where there is a lot of attention paid to, to gender and superficial considerations. One of the new um, issues, it's not new in the sense that it, that it just happened, but it's been recognized and, and, and focused on is racial diversity in the, in the workforce. And particularly when it comes to lawyers, I know the Law Society has recently put out a policy encouraging firms to higher minorities and, and to be more racially diverse. What's your view on that and the view of Blaney McMurtry? Well, uh, the view of the firm and my view is that we absolutely need uh, diversity uh, within our complement of lawyers in order to meet our clients' needs. Our clients are diverse and we need to understand them. And in order to understand our clients, we need people who are coming from all, all different uh, parts of society in order to meet our client needs. It, it, the tapestry needs to be uh, diverse and broad in order to address our client needs. Otherwise, we, we don't reflect the society around us. I mean, Toronto is so diverse, and in order to meet our clients' needs, we do need uh, di diverse lawyers. And it, it can't be a superficial consideration. We shouldn't hire people just to hire people in order to uh, have some statistical proof for an RFP. It's not about that. It's about having the best lawyers who can meet our clients' needs. And that's why it is absolutely essential that we have uh, different people from different groups at all times.
That's interesting because I, I think you see racial diversity uh, as a business issue as much as it is a political issue because uh, I think what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is that if you can expand the, the different types of people at our firm, we'll attract more clients, different clients than we had before. Well, of course we will, because that way our clients will feel fully understood and we'll be able to relate to our lawyers. The client relationship is a very important relationship. It's a bond. It's troubleshooting. It's problem solving. And there has to be a comfort level. Our clients want to feel understood. The, the fact that you're the managing partner doesn't, doesn't prevent you, stop you, and I know you wouldn't stop, from having a very active practice of your own. Isn't that right? That's right. Can you tell me something about the kind of work that you do and, and the, the challenges that face you in doing that kind of work? Oh, certainly. I, I do carry a practice, and my two areas of expertise are to defend public authorities and to defend uh, cases of institutional sexual abuse. I've actually been doing that uh, for almost 30 years. Some of the earliest cases were defended out of our firm, and um, it, it keeps me busy, and I do think it is important work, and it's relevant work. How does that pose a challenge for you or a personal issue when you are defending allegations of sexual abuse? Does, does that, is that a personal problem or a personal issue? How do you deal with it? Well, it, it's interesting. I, I am able to handle the cases in a way. What I think about is trying to find a fair result. And I, I actually think that way about all of my insurance defense work. So it's a matter of bringing fairness to the process. I personally would not be comfortable uh, acting for the perpetrators of the abuse, but I am comfortable in defending institutions against allegations. And and most of our clients deal with such allegations very responsibly and do think of it as problem solving. So as a result, I, I don't have any difficulties handling that type of material. All right. Well, I, I think it's of interest to all our clients to know that not only are you dealing and carrying a, a busy practice and a, and a very challenging one, but you're essentially running a very large law firm. Um, and I presume that you didn't have any much business experience and business training to get you ready to be the managing partner. That is true. That It is on-the-job training, and as a result of holding a variety of management roles at our firm, I've come to understand the business of uh, practice of law, and I marry that with my uh, you know risk management experience and legal experience, and it seems to work, but I have lots of help, and I do need lots of help, and as a matter of fact, our partners play very important management roles. That way we're able to triage any problem and uh, our lawyers throughout our firm are able to bring their expertise uh, into the mix in terms of managing our firm so that it operates well and uh, remains successful. How important is it for you and, and your philosophy to maintain a happy and thriving and 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 well uh, structured workplace. Does that make a difference, not only physically from a psychological point of view, but from a business point of view? When I came into the role, I wanted to make sure that there was no power tripping, that I was always able to deal with requests in a fair way. I wanted to remove obstacles. So uh, one of the things I thought from the very first, I was never going to say no just to say no or to say there's a policy and we have to be firm and, and turn into some odd control freak. I thought the best thing to do was to give lawyers opportunity 
to be successful, remove obstacles. And I found that in doing that, people just have become happier, more content. They don't have to fixate on problems. And as a result, people are more productive. And it leads to more revenue. It leads to more success. And I think it's it's a happier workplace. There are enough uh, difficulties and tensions just dealing uh, with the outside world that it's not necessary uh, when, when a person comes onto our premises. When people are at work, they should be as content as possible. It's not people should not be um, obsessed with problems that management creates. Management really should be providing an environment where people can do well and focus on their work. Now, that's uh, those are terrific words, and I can tell you uh, from sitting on the opposite side of you in this podcast that those are all true words because. Uh, certainly, we are all very happy, and we're happy to have you as our managing partner. But before I flatter you anymore, Maria, I want to talk to you about the international reach of, of, of Blaney McMurtry. Uh, and it's important to understand that while we're based in Toronto, we have international connections. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is an organization called Tag Law. Can you tell me what Tag Law is and, and how that um, improves and increases the reach of Blaney McMurtry? Well, yes. For over 15 years, Blaney McMurtry has been involved in an affiliation of mid-sized law firms and now mid-sized accounting firms throughout the world. And the uh, members are carefully vetted so that we can refer work anywhere in the world in, and can assist our clients in that way. And it also means that we can have a one office law firm and do work from Toronto. We actually do work nationally from our one office in Toronto, but it allows us to offer to our clients if they do have work in other jurisdictions, we can put them in contact with one of our tag law partners and it's truly effective as a result. Now, tag law is not just an association of uh, mid-sized law firms. In fact, Chambers, uh, that does all our rankings, uh, ranks this particular network as an elite network. So this is a feather in the cap of Blaney McMurtry and in your cap as well, uh, Maria. I, I, be I believe that it is. It, it's helped us in every practice group in order to assist our clients. And I, I do believe that for a mid-sized firm, it is a, an effective tool so that our clients want for nothing, and we are able to locate excellent lawyers for them through our association. That's great. Uh, Maria, I want to thank you for coming today to our studio and to, to record this podcast with me. And uh, I wish you good luck, and I want to thank you for being our managing partner. Well, Lou, thank you very much. Uh, I can only say that with partners like you, it is a pure pleasure, and thank you very much for interviewing me today. Thank you.